Today is June 15th, 2021, and our first story, an insane viral video shows a man loading up a trash bag with stolen goods, hopping on a bicycle inside a Walgreens and riding away and getting away with it. This problem is hitting San Francisco pretty hard, but there's very serious crime on the rise across the country and mostly due to many Democrat policies. New York, for instance, with their cashless bail and California making it a misdemeanor to steal anything under $950. If this doesn't change, crime will likely only get worse. In our next story, a man, a shooting spree in Alabama, he admits it was racially motivated. You'd think this story would be in the national news until you realize it was a black man shooting white people. And in our last story, Jon Stewart shocks Stephen Colbert on his show by saying the only logical solution is that COVID came from a lab. If you like this show, leave us a good review and give us five stars. And if you really like the show, please share it with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. It's one of the most shocking viral videos I've ever seen. A man in a Walgreens with a bicycle and a garbage bag. And he's shuffling goods into this garbage bag while people just stand around filming doing nothing. He gets on his bike, and as he tries to ride away through the store on a bicycle, the only thing that happens is the guy grabs the bag, doesn't pull it away from him. The guy just keeps going, makes his way out of the store, riding his bike through the store. I have to stress that. Stealing a big black garbage bag full of goods from Walgreens. How is this happening? Okay, okay. Maybe you're saying weird things happen. Sometimes people shoplift. But no. In California... San Francisco, Democrat policies have led to this. Specifically, there was a proposition back in 2014. It's my understanding it was in 2014 that says stealing something under $950, cops ain't going to bother with it. We got a story from the New York Times a little while ago about this reporter who said when he first moved SF, he saw people walking into the store, just grabbing whatever they wanted and walking right out. He asked the cashier, is paying optional? And cashier shrugged. That's California. Perhaps they're so wealthy and gluttonous that they don't care. Well, the people might not, but the stores certainly do. 17 Walgreens have shut down due to the failed policies of the Democratic Party. And if a lot, I know a lot of people in media, the left is going to say, it's not the Democrats doing this, it's crime. They're soft on crime. They don't arrest people. These problems have been getting worse. There is human waste all over the street. And yes, we can track the failures in the economy. The escalation of poverty right alongside Joe Biden becoming the president. We have a tweet from Michael J. Burry of the big short fame. I don't know if you know the story about the big short in the housing market and the guy who got made a lot of money off betting against mortgages. He said that one of his new hires came in and like not even a day later, they had to leave the city because they were scared about the crime and the shoplifting and things like it. We see this in New York. We see, we see this in California. We see the police after a drive-by shooting in Atlanta. I covered this on my morning segment, refusing to pursue a shooter. We see in Austin, a mass shooter. He gets away and then the local media refuses to report a description of him because they're concerned about harmful stereotypes. As the Democrats push policies that stop police from intervening across the country, We can see cities are suffering from this. So make no mistake, you vote for these people. This is what you will get. You vote for Joe Biden and the Democrats at the federal level. And we can see 
consumer price index skyrocketing. And people are trying to say, well, it's Trump's fault for his policies and his mass spending. Hey, man, Trump spent a lot. I'll be critical of him there. And perhaps Trump didn't do enough to deal with crime at a greater at a national level. But what could he really do? Sending in the feds to deal with the rioters and the extremists. It's not something Trump wanted to do. And they were already calling him a fascist. And he didn't even do that. In these cities, particularly in California, we can see what happens with the Democrat supermajority. So let me walk you through this news and break down this viral clip, but show you just how bad it's really getting because it's worse than you realize. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com, become a member by clicking that members only button and you will, you will get access to exclusive members only segments. But I also must stress your membership helps support our new expansion newsroom. We got a newsroom, baby. That's right. You may have heard Cassandra Fairbanks has joined as the editor in chief. She will be writing articles. She will be leading other writers. And we're not going to be produced. I know a lot, a lot of people think it's going to be opinion and stuff a little bit. Not really, though. We're going to be doing a lot of straightforward news. And I'm going to have fact checkers brought on. I know a lot of people are big fans of Cassandra. They're super excited to see the articles she's put out. And you can already see if you go there, the articles are very straightforward, regular news. Yeah, the left doesn't really like her, do they? But she does a good job writing basic news, and they can go cry about it. With your support as a member, we're going to do more. We're going to make more awesome stuff. We're going to bring on fact checkers. It's going to be great. But don't forget to like this video, subscribe to this channel. And if you think I should get more views than CNN, you don't got to think I'm the best show in the world. You can say I'm, I'm far from perfect. But if you at least think I'm better than CNN, please share this video so that I at least get more views than they do. If you think so, if you think I deserve it, let's read the story and walk through what's going on with California and many of these Democrat run cities, which is, you know, most of them. Brazen shoplifter loads up at Walgreens in front of security, leaves on uh, leaves on bike. This is crazy. Look at this clip. Let me see if I can I can just show you. Here's a guy standing there filling a garbage bag full of goods, hops on a bike and just rides right out of the building. A lot of people were shocked by this. That's why the video is going viral right now. In fact, it's trending on Twitter. The reality, this is normal. It's just the time we caught it on video. There's another video. I think it's from last year. Two women in the cosmetic section with big bags, and they're just knocking all of the various cosmetic products into bags. And people are like, stop, stop. And they don't do anything. Do you think this is sustainable? 17 Walgreens already closed. Let's read. A brazen shoplifter was caught on video stuffing items into a garbage bag inside a San Francisco Walgreens and then pedaling off on his own bike in front of a security guard who simply recorded the theft on his phone. Now, I don't think it's a security guard. It says TS. Uh, OK, so it is TS4, I think it says, private security. The shocking video footage posted on Twitter by KGO TV reporter Lyanne Melendez shows the unidentified thief filling up on stolen goods as two people. One, apparently a security guard, stand in the aisle with their phones out. The crook then hops on his bike and pedals past the pair, with the guard making a failed attempt to grab the bag before the man bikes to the automatic front door and takes off. I'm not going to blame a security guard. Not at all. How much they pay that guy. Plus, they probably told him never to intervene because of liability. These are the laws that we have. I'm not going to pretend it's only Democrat politicians that are at fault here. Republicans bear responsibility for some of this stuff legality issues, liability, protecting of the business over the individuals. It's, it's hard to say for sure in certain circumstances. But I can tell you this. Overwhelmingly, it's Democrat policy. It's not Republicans in control of San Francisco. And we don't see videos like this happening in uh, like red states. Let's be honest. Now, a lot of people on the left easily come out. 
They instantly come out and they say, well, it's because of population density. That proves it. No, what the population density proves is that with a large enough population, people just tend to vote Democrat or that conservatives leave and conservatives tend to be in more rural areas where they are more responsible for their safety than in cities. Something else is there. You can look at San Diego. I believe it's the mayor is a Republican, doesn't have this high crime problem. Yeah, I wonder why. You can see more clips of this guy just rides his bike out. They say, quote, this just happened at the Walgreens at Go and Fell Streets in San Francisco. No consequences, Melendez wrote in her post, which also tagged San Francisco District Attorney Chesa Bowden. One online commenter noted that the entire heist was caught on video and will likely make it easier for cops to catch, catch up with the culprit. No way. They say security guard got it all on video and no store patron was injured in the process. Win-win. The video will be circulated through the Bay Area law enforcement. Dude is screwed. No, he's not. Because leftists who live in these areas have a policy against calling the police. Let me see if I have this pulled up. John Legend, 2018, tweeted, please stop calling the police on black people who are just trying to live. Please stop. Police shoot us for no effing reason at all. Please stop. Okay. If you live in a city, don't call the cops. Here's an article from just last April from Vox.com. Learn more about alternatives to calling the police. One, don't call the police. Uh, Police lists mental health and other crisis services in many cities. The Bay Area Transformative Justice Collective has a worksheet to help identify people in your life who can help in a crisis. The Creative Interventions Toolkit teaches community-based approaches to preventing violence. Transform Harm has resources on restorative justice. Critical Resistance has webinars. Insight. Wow, that's a name. Insight has resources on stopping police violence. Showing up for racial justice has a flow chart for questions to ask yourself before calling the police. Okay, let's 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 see what we got here. What are the questions? What's their flow chart? Steps to ask yourself before calling the police. Start here. Is this merely an inconvenience to me? Can I put up with this and be okay? Yeah, I can. I guess. Maybe. Wait, maybe not. Well, let's think about it. You're standing in a Walgreens and you see someone shoveling things into a bag in your immediate selfish nature. You're probably better off walking away and saying, not my problem. In the long term community perspective, you need to stop this. Now, what do you do? I don't know. Now, I'm not going to tell you to go out and start fighting with people. Definitely not. Call the police, I guess. Well, thanks to the policy of the Democrats, the police won't show up anymore. If these people may be just an inconvenience to you, but no one is willing to stop them, It's grains of sand in a heat. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout fastgrowingtrees.com code pool offer is valid for a limited time terms and conditions may apply
You see, the phalanx is made by each and every individual holding a shield and creating a wall of shields to protect each other. If at any point one person says, this is an inconvenience to me, and they walk away, the phalanx will fall. Not like the phalanx was a particularly good strategy anyway. You know, if you watch 300, they do the shield thing, right? One shield overlapping the other. Not a perfect strategy. Good for a little while until they got outflanked. But anyway, I digress. If people just take care of themselves and don't do anything, it'll only get worse. And then the violence begins. But let's, 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 let's think selfishly. You're watching this happen like a security guard. Well, you don't want to put yourself at harm. You'll be okay. So I can deal. It then says, my community and I handle the situation. Wait, wait, what? That's what it says? No joke. Start here. Yes, I can deal. And the line jumps straight down to handled. Is that a joke? Walgreens stores are shutting down. Check this out. Walgreens, this is from March 4th. Walgreens shutters 10 stores in San Francisco as residents point to rampant shoplifting. Okay, here we go. May 23rd. Walgreens has closed 17 of its stores due to rampant stealing. And CVS has called the city one of the epicenters of organized retail crime from the independent. Okay, so wait, 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 hold on. You mean to tell me that the left is saying that's taken care of? Your cities are falling apart, dude. Let's try again. Is this merely an inconvenience to me? Can I put up with this and be okay? No. If I do nothing, the crime will get worse. Our stores will shut down and we won't have anywhere to buy the goods we need to live here. I must respond. The next question. Can I handle this on my own? Is this something I could try to talk with the person? Yes, I can talk it out. We handle the situation, they say. Well, no. And this guy on the bike, he ain't listening. He's not going to stop. The guy tries to stop him. He carries on. I need backup. Is there a friend, neighbor, or someone whom I could call to help me? If you can, it's all done and handled. No. In this regard, what are you going to do? Fight the guy? Then take responsibility for legal liability? No. You need professionals. You need police. Could we use mediation to talk through what happened? Or could I call an emergency response hotline? No. They then say, if I call the police, do I understand how involving the police could impact me and the other person? And then what? It doesn't even say to call the police. At every point of this, even if you recognize this guy is destroying your community, if you realize you must put a stop to this brazen shoplifting, which is causing all these stores to shut down, even if you realize you can't do it on your own and you need legal help, they still say, well, you need to understand what that means. Nowhere do they say, call the police. It's not a flowchart. It's propaganda. Propaganda advocating for the destruction of where you live. Allow me to read for you from this amazing New York Times op-ed from May 21st. San Francisco's shoplifting surge Friday. The mundane crime of shoplifting has spun out of control in San Francisco, forcing some chain stores to close. Thomas Fuller says, good morning. Soon after moving to San Francisco in 2016, I walked into a Walgreens in North Beach to buy an electric toothbrush. As I was paying for it, a man walked into the store, grabbed a handful of beef jerky and walked out. I looked over at an employee who shrugged. Then I went to Safeway next door for some groceries, and I saw a man stuffing three bottles of wine into a backpack and walking casually toward the exit. On his way out, he bagged some snacks. I asked the Safeway clerk about the thefts. I'm new to San Francisco, I said. Is it optional to pay for things? Five years later, the shoplifting epidemic in San Francisco has only worsened. At a board of supervisors hearing last week, 
representatives from Walgreens said that thefts at its stores in SF were four times the chain's national average, and that it had closed 17 stores largely because of the scale of the thefts had made business untenable. Brendan Dugan, the director of the retail crime division at CVS Health, called San Francisco one of the epicenters of organized retail crime and said employees were instructed not to pursue suspected thieves because encounters had become too dangerous. Consult the flowchart. Is it dangerous? And do these dangerous criminals need to be stopped? Yes. Well, you better not call the police because who knows what might happen. Quote, we've had incidents where our security officers are assaulted on a pretty regular basis in SF, Dugan said. The retail executives and police officers emphasize the role of organized crime in the thefts. And they told the supervisors that Proposition 47, the 2014 ballot measure that reclassified nonviolent thefts as misdemeanors, if the stolen goods are worth less than $950, has emboldened thieves. Sounds like Democrat policy in big cities. You know what happens? You go to a red state and try and steal. Someone's going to stop you. And I don't want to be too aggressive in how I describe this, but uh, I live in an area where people are very much armed and will not tolerate any crime. They don't because they don't know if you're violent or not, but you're committing a crime and you're putting people in danger. They'll typically stop you. They want to say, quote, the one trend we are seeing is more violence and escalating and much more bold, said Commander Raj Vaswani, the head of the Investigations Bureau at the SFPD. We see a lot of repeat offenders. San Francisco has suffered in a variety of ways during the pandemic. The city has has had twice as many fatal drug overdoses as COVID deaths. Tens of legions of homeless people lined sidewalks during the lockdowns. But the hearing last week focused on something much more prosaic. One of the richest cities in America is struggling with sticky fingers. The hearing did not answer a, answer a crucial question. Why San Francisco? If the problem stems in part from a change in California law, why aren't other cities in the state seeing similar spikes in shoplifting? On Thursday, I called Asha Safai, the member of the Board of Supervisors who organized the hearing. We talked about the thefts we had witnessed in the city and the sidewalk thieves markets where stakes, bicycles and other stolen goods are fenced. Safai said he recently stopped to inspect one of the markets on 24th and Mission. Half of the Walgreens was on the sidewalk. I'm not kidding. I was blown away. I've never seen anything like it in the city. He talked about what he called a laissez-faire attitude in SF. It has become part of the landscape of thefts. People say, oh, well, it just happens. Thieves are obviously choosing locales based on what the consequences are. If there are no consequences for their actions, then you invite the behavior over and over. And I can tell you why San Francisco. Oligarchy. That's it. Other California cities are also very expensive. That's that's fair. But San Francisco is particularly expensive, one of the wealthiest cities. And you have some of the richest people in the world living in absolute luxury. And the houses are so expensive, it's very difficult for police to even live there. They're supposed to police the streets of SF. Many of them can't even go there. Or they, I'm sorry, they can't even live there. They got to live outside the city, pay a toll to get in. That's oligarchy. So what happens is you get poverty, struggling to live in the city, rampant homelessness. And then people say, I'm going to steal. They shouldn't, but they do. And it's a sad story. It's rooted in the problems of Democrat policy in these cities and in this state. It's unfortunate because there are red areas of California, but this is what happens. Let me show you this story. This is from Curbed.com. The May massacre of California's housing bills. Democrats hold a supermajority, but fail to exercise any of their power to fix the housing. It's from May 31st, 2019. 
And the story is quite simple. Los Angeles has a very serious homeless crisis. You want to know how I know? I worked for a homeless shelter in the greater LA area. It was in Los Angeles. I say greater because Los Angeles is actually a small city and all of the surrounding, you know, jurisdictions are, they make up LA County. So in LA County, I worked for a homeless shelter. A lot of these people want to be homeless. A lot of these people, they, they choose this life. Well, maybe we can find a way to get them housing. Maybe if the Democrats voted for policies that would actually help these people, we'd get something done. But the reality is California is full of empty platitudes and activists who don't really care about any of this. They don't care whether there's crime. They don't care whether there's homeless people. They just want to virtue signal and look good. It's not too dissimilar to what I saw in Sweden, to be completely honest, where they want to pretend like they're not racist, but they're actually fairly racist. As you probably can guess, many Democrats will pretend to care about whatever cause and then do nothing about it. So what happens in places like Los Angeles, where the Democrats have a supermajority, like in California, where they control basically everything, all of the branches of government in Los Angeles, it's all Democrat. And they say, we're going to do all these things. Vote for us. Not a single bit of competition. It's it's uniparty rule. They have no reason or obligation to care about you. And you know what? Part of it, part of the problem, people don't care. People don't care and they vote and they just vote Democrat because it sounds good. The Democrats will say, look at all these homeless people. Well, vote for us and we'll solve this problem. And then they don't. They make it worse. Even when they hold a super majority, they will not fix the problem. Now, look, like I mentioned, some of these homeless people want to be homeless. It's great weather in LA, so it's a very hard problem to fix. Perhaps a little use of authority might help you out. The police have the authority to act in the best interests of the city. And it is not authoritarianism to arrest people for shoplifting. These videos are crazy, man. I think I've got one from James Woods. Is it right here? Dallas, Texas. Hey, man, this is in Texas. How is this happening? It's a woman in what appears to be a gas station just smashing and destroying things. Now, look, even in Texas, they got big blue urban areas. I don't know if it's this. this I show this because I'm not trying to just say Democrats own 100% of the problem. Hey, it's a little bit of everybody to go around for sure. It's a cultural crisis. It's happening here. But I want to point this out to be fair. I do still think overwhelmingly is a problem. It is a problem of the Democrats. You have these people like John Legend saying, don't call the police. Well, what do you think is going to happen when you do? Cassandra, that's the name. Michael J. Burry on Twitter. He has the name Cassandra for I don't know why, but you may know him from the big short fame. He says, leaving California is tough. Grew up here, raised kids here. It was home. New hire this week lasted just one day before feeling so threatened by drugs and homelessness, lawlessness. She is now on her way back to Indiana. Will join us in Nashville. Wake up, America. Yeah, man. Wake up. Here's the the, the original tweet. Wake up, America. Stop to ask yourself before calling the police. No, you, you need to call the police. You do. I understand it may be hard, but it's the reason I, sh- I, I, I want to show these things. I'm trying to point out it's Democratic politicians and those who support them and, and vote for them. It's the left in general. The virtue signaling from the tribe supporting overt fake news results in decay. That's what we're seeing. I have this tweet from Jack Posobiec. Let's talk about national level stuff. Someone tweeted to him saying, 
The fact that Trump isn't getting any blame on this scenario is baffling, Jack Posobiec. Of course, Biden isn't helping with inflation and is making it worse. But Trump effed inflation up big time with his Fed posturing and money printing in recent years. You're biased here. Jack Posobiec then points to this graph from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. 12 month percent chain percent change headline consumer price index CPI uh, ex- ex- exempting food and energy. Take a look at this chart. What do you see during Donald Trump's years? F- food prices and energy prices, consu- the consumer prices went down at the beginning of 2020. Now, that looks like it could be related to covid and it was fairly stable. And then right around the time that Joe Biden, literally like end of January 2021, prices erupt. Maybe it's not Joe Biden's fault necessarily. Maybe it's COVID. Democrats and Republicans, as well as myself, were advocating for a stimulus package early on. Although I came out later on and started saying we can't just keep spending and printing. We can't do this. They're giving money to big corporations. We've got to stop. Joe Biden wants to push more of that. Joe Biden wants to spend $7 trillion. He wants to borrow even more. Prices are going to get worse. Now, what does this have to do with shoplifting? It's the cost of living. If it costs someone 10 bucks to buy a gallon of milk, what do you think they're going to do? Do you think that some of these people will just roll over and die? No. Now, I'm not saying all these shoplifters are just are, are justified and hungry. I think that's a leftist talking point. Some of them are, though. That's true. Poverty breeds crime. This guy's stealing all this stuff. Why is he doing it? I'd imagine he's going to sell it. He's going to get money. And I'd imagine he's going to use that money for general living expenses and maybe things we're not too fond of. Maybe he'll buy drugs. I don't know. Someone goes in and they steal food and they're poor and they steal food. They shouldn't. We should stop that. But we got to figure out how to solve that problem because you can't just have starving people. I don't know the solutions. I don't have all the answers. I've worked for a homeless shelter. I've worked with activists on a lot of causes, feeding feeding people who are hungry and homeless. Not easy to do. So what do we do? We can look to many of these Republican jurisdictions, but they may benefit from the fact that they have a culture of personal responsibility and they're more sparsely populated. Although I look at San Diego and wonder why their crime rate isn't nearly as high as a bunch of these other cities. They don't crack the top 10. Why is it all Democrats? Well, maybe you should start to realize that Democrats don't care about you. They care about themselves. They care about their tribe. They care about winning. They care about virtue signaling. They want other Democrats to think they're cool. And that's about it. So Joe Biden gets in and you can see immediately the cost of goods takes off, skyrockets, shortages, food shortages. Here's what will happen. These failed policies at the national level and in in the cities will result in more poverty. It's how about this? Let's play a game, leftists. It is the institutional racism of the police putting these young black men in jail and, and making poverty worse in these cities. Hey, When you complain about that and point your finger at the NYPD, I just want to remind you who runs New York City, Democrats, who runs New York State, Democrats. So when you come out and say it is the fault of the police, I'm going to say, hey, sure, you voted for the politicians that emboldened them. If you if you think de Blasio is so great, what's he doing about it? Oh, they defund the police for a little bit. Sorry, it's just getting worse. And again, the left likes to say, well, the Republicans are, are you know, in smaller towns or whatever. Is, is there a correlation here, perhaps? 
Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds, and stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKSeedKits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. ArcSeedKits.com. Maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe it's, it's, it's something happens where a city gets big. The Democrats are able to win all the elections. I don't, don't ask me why Democrats win in big cities. That's where they win, not in the rural areas. They push policies. Poverty gets worse. Crime gets worse. Because San Diego's doing all right. There are big cities that are run by conservatives. It's not like super big, but they tend to be doing all right. The top crime rates in this country are in Democrat controlled cities. So let's, let's do this. The left wants, I, I can already hear it. Democrats and leftists being like, he's blaming the Democrats for all of this. Okay. Housing crisis, big city problem, homeless crisis, big city problem, police brutality, big city problem, massive corporations not paying their taxes, big city problem. Out in the middle of nowhere, I'm chilling. We seem to be doing all right. The cities that are run by the Democrats are the problem. I don't, I don't, I, I, if you want to come out, and complain to me and talk about all of the bad stuff that's happening, all of the stuff you're fighting against, all of the change that you want, but then you keep voting for the people in the places that make these problems. I'm going to go ahead and say, you're a liar. Big city problem, COVID, New York, Seattle, not in Florida, not in Texas. It, w- it, was, it was bad, but not nearly as bad as it was in New York. Who runs New York? You got it. Who do you keep voting for in New York? Yeah, I thought so. Now, I'm not here to, to, to stand for the Republican Party. I think they're trash. But at the very least, saying no, wait, don't doesn't make things worse. Things can be bad. Are Republicans solving the problem? Not really. But the big problems that Democrat and leftist activists complain about are happening in their own towns. Myopic. You see, these people in these Democrat-run cities, their whole worldview is based upon the problems they see in these cities. And they have no idea what's happening out in the country, out in the rural areas, in the smaller towns. So what happens? They say police brutality is a serious problem in this country. No, it's a serious problem in Democrat-run cities where you voted these people in. And then you get mad at everybody else who lives outside these cities. And you want to blame guns for the violence and then take away my right to bear arms. I don't even live where you live, dude. I left. You know why? I realized it. I lived in these big cities. I saw that no matter what happened, people kept voting for Democrats and the cities kept getting worse. Bombs went off in New York. Not a, Google it. Not even kidding. In Manhattan and in Jersey City. And I'm like, what am I doing here? I lived on that street where a black nationalist executed two cops. I, live, I look out my window and I see it. I don't want to live in this place that you and your, you, what you voted for caused all this. I'm going to go to the middle of nowhere. I guess I got chickens now. They hop around. They make funny noise. It's hilarious. I get fresh eggs. We got a big old stack of eggs. It's wonderful. 
They do their chicken thing. They eat bugs. They give us eggs. I don't got to worry about your stupid uh, laws, the things that your politicians have failed to do. And then every time you vote for a Democrat and they make the problem worse, you come out and you complain about a problem you voted for. Maybe stop voting for these people. They can't do it. They're in this they're in this trap. You even look at California and Caitlyn Jenner is now running a Republican, mind you, but the most the furthest left Republican I've ever seen. It's the best they can do. The best they can do for a Republican is Caitlyn Jenner, who's pretty far left. That's it. Then California is going to get worse. You think the poop problem in San Francisco is bad now? Yeah, it'll get worse. It's going to be it's it's going to be like one of these old horror, one of these old action dystopias from the 80s. It's it's oligarchy in San Francisco. There's the richest people on the planet who live there on the planet. The richest people on the planet live there. And many of the poorest people. The problem of wealth inequality is getting worse. Surprise, surprise, the city is blue. And these are the people protesting wealth inequality. Maybe that's why. But they keep voting for the people who make it worse. So I'll tell you what. How about we do this? How about y'all who live in these cities? By all means, you do your thing. You want shoplifting, you can have it. Just don't move to where I live. I know, I know. I say get out of the cities all the time. Here's what I'm going to say. If you do leave these cities, assume your responsibility and don't vote for the same people that destroyed the city you came from. Because I can already hear all the Republicans saying, don't come where we live. We don't want your politics. You voted for it in those places. You destroyed those places. Don't bring it here. People need to learn to be responsible. If you want to if you want to live in these cities and these are the policies you want, then you should be happy that you get what you want. I'm sure there are tons of activists already cheering that this guy rode on his bike, stole everything that he wanted and walked away with it. And now that 17 Walgreens are closed and old people can't go get their medications anymore, I hope you're happy you are destroying your communities. How do we stop this decay, man? It's not a good thing. I don't like seeing American cities in decay. But this is what happens when the Democrats are in charge. The worst, you know, you know, you know, you know what I see? I see Republicans and their whole pitch is responsibility. Oh, no, you'll have to work hard. Democrats, what do they say? Andrew Yang, vote for me. I'll give you free money. That won't solve the problem, dude. They want to be they, they want to believe. But I think after decades of watching this happen, generations, it's about time someone stood up and just said enough. Well, I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at Timcast, youtube.com slash Timcast IRL at 8 p.m. The live show. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then. Did you guys hear about the uh, the mass shooting or the shooting spree over this weekend in Alabama? Maybe you didn't. In fact, I'd go ahead and bet that you probably didn't. You'd think this story would be national news, especially when you when we find out that the shooting was racially motivated. That's right. A man went around shooting people based on their race, people he did not know, injuring, I believe, five in three separate instances. Okay, maybe it's not a mass shooting because it was three separate instances. Like he was going around targeting people based on race. It wasn't one moment. Maybe, I mean, it was one day. It was a shooting spree. But uh, I wonder why it's not on the front page of the New York Times. Could it be that the man who went on the shooting spree was targeting white people? That's what he said. He said he was aggrieved. White people had been targeting him and and harassing him and, and bullying him his whole life. And so he just had to have them. That's what he said. This psychopath going around shooting innocent people because of their race is horrifying. It's wrong. You know, the left, they, they come out and they say hate speech will lead to violence. That's why it must be banned. Define hate speech. OK, they say hate speech is 
derogatory speech or, or speech, you know, it's derogatory speech targeting people based on their race or national origin, etc. And it will eventually lead to people getting violent. I believe that's actually true. I believe we counter that hate speech with better speech. When someone says something insane and dumb, we challenge it in public discourse. We don't allow it to fester. There's a problem right now. Social media bans conservatives at the slightest hint of anything anti-establishment, like hashtag learn to code. How do you counter hate speech when the people who would normally be saying, shut up, you're crazy, you're racist, are being shut down and banned? What happens? Well, the left certainly engages in hate speech. They demonize and they, they insult and demean white people all day and night. You've got critical race theory saying that whiteness is property. It is overtly racist. Anybody of any race can be racist towards anybody else. So what happens when you keep telling people that all of their problems in their life is the result of one particular race? Don't be surprised when people go nuts and target that race. We don't want that. I don't care if it's if it's hate speech about black people or Asians or Latinos or white people. We don't want that. We want to counter that. Well, big tech, they don't do anything about it. They'll ban a conservative for saying anything close to racist, and they'll let people like Sarah Jong, form, I think formerly of the New York Times, to for, for, for years post anti-white rhetoric. And the result? You'll get mass shootings like this, and you won't hear a peep about it for the most part. I mean, look, obviously the Atlanta Journal-Constitution is reporting it. Good for them. But are, is this going to be a mainstream national news story? It's going to enter the conversation where we say, hey, maybe the hate speech from critical race theory is going too far and it's making people attack. You know, it, it's, it's, it's drumming up all this fear and hate and anger. Maybe we would have an honest conversation challenging this. Or maybe there's a reality that free speech comes with consequences and, and, and uh, responsibility, repercussions. Maybe people, say, in Alabama should be armed and prepared to, to, to defend themselves. I don't have all the answers. What I can tell you is we cannot allow a left to say that the right should be banned for hate speech while they engage in hate speech. Again, I can't tell you what we should do other than we shouldn't allow them the control of speech, blocking us the ability to actually counter this psychotic rhetoric. Because I'll tell you this, when you come out and start talking about racism against white people, the media will immediately attack you. The leftists will attack you because they are racists. Like I said, I don't care what the I don't care what the hate speech targets. I'm not a fan. Don't like it. But banning it doesn't work. Now, here's where it gets scarier. The rhetoric from these leftist groups, Black Lives Matter, has resulted in police basically abandoning us. I don't blame them. In fact, I, I'm actually I actually respect the cops for doing this. We got a couple stories. Daily Mail footage shows cops doing nothing after innocent people are shot during Atlanta drive-by because the mayor has banned police pursuits. Residents of affluent Buckhead say it's a war zone and demand to secede. Yeah, check this one out. YouTube censors video of Uber driver assaulted in his car. Now, this is again, show it's, it's censoring a video. But the real issue here is that the driver said that if the police were doing their job, it would not have happened. But the police are resigning in large numbers. Check this out. Just from last week, North Carolina Police Department stops responding to certain non-emergency crimes amid staffing crisis. Here we go. Let me read the story. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution says, a 39-year-old man accused of shooting and wounding five people in Alabama and Georgia told police his assaults were racially motivated and he was targeting white men. A detective testified Monday. The Columbus Ledger Inquirer reported a police detective testified in a preliminary hearing that Justin Tieran Roberts, who is black, 
told police that white men had picked on him and wronged him for all his life. Basically, he explained throughout his life, specifically white males had taken from him. And also what he described as military looking white males had taken from him. Detective Brandon Lockhart testified, according to the newspaper, police have accused Roberts of shooting five people in three separate assaults in Columbus, Georgia and Phoenix City, Alabama. All victims are expected to recover. Columbus Police Chief Freddie Blackman said Sunday, the chief added police found no evidence that Roberts knew any of his victims. So this was a guy who's racist, targeted a bunch of random guys he did not know, shooting them. Roberts appeared in court Monday in Columbus for a preliminary hearing in one of those incidents where a man was shot in the back as he was getting into his vehicle. Lockhart testified that Roberts said, I had to have him about one of the shooting victims. Roberts also claimed that such men were shooting at him in a wooded area with a slingshot and the wounds had infected his skin. Lockhart testified, but he said police saw no injuries to substantiate that. And that makes no sense. He just happens to walk around and random white dudes are shooting slingshots at him in a bunch of different cities. Sorry, don't believe it. Public defender Robin King requested a mental health evaluation for Roberts, saying the man was suffering from delusions. The officer's testimony has demonstrated that Mr. Roberts is having delusions and a disconnect from reality. Oh, here we go. A guy goes on a shooting spree and immediately they say, oh, it was a mental health issue. Why didn't the cops shoot this man and stop him? When the cops were apprehending him, apprehending him, why didn't they just shoot and kill him? Isn't that? Oh, wait a minute. That's the Black Lives Matter narrative. I was told that when the shooter is white, the police will come and detain them without issue. And that if the shooter was black, they just shoot, kill or tase. It's 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 the reality is a race isn't the, a, a large factor. It, it is a factor. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely. Race plays a very serious role. There's racial profiling. It exists. And tonight would be absurd. But it's 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 more than that. Where's Black Lives Matter to come out and saying, you know what, we're going to condemn this. Oh, I'm sorry. Black Lives Matter doesn't care about these particular issues, especially considering he was targeting white people. The rhetoric this guy is espousing very plainly, I believe, comes from critical race theory. Judge Julius Hunter found probable cause to send Robert's case to Muskogee Superior Court. Police said one person was hurt in a shooting Friday night at a hotel in Phoenix City. Less than two hours later, Friday, three people were shot in Columbus. A fifth was shot, shot Saturday afternoon. They say Phoenix City and Columbus sit on opposite sides of the Alabama-Georgia border. The Columbus police chief sought to reassure people that the downtown business district and his uptown, uptown is safe. Uptown is safe. These recent shooting incidents that occurred in the last 24 hours had been isolated incidents. We have not received any information that would indicate there was anyone else involved in these shooting incidents other than the person we have in custody. Let me just, I, I want to I explain something very, very simple. I don't care about the race of the, of the perpetrator. I don't believe race is a motivating factor as to like what causes crime. I think poverty is, I think class is. And I think, yes, this guy was racist and that was a motivating factor as to why he shot other people. So it does play a role. What I'm saying is, I don't immediately assume that one race is predisposed to committing crimes. I will say when the media overwhelmingly says hateful things and disparaging things about white people and white privilege, and you've got white people on their knees in these photos saying, I'm sorry, and these weird things where they're washing feet. This is dividing us based on race, and we want and need to do the opposite. Otherwise, you will get this. Now, of course, you get white people who go on shooting sprees targeting, you know, other other minorities and races as well. And you get white people who go on shooting sprees. Of course, it really happens. I'm highlighting this story specifically to say 
We should not have any double standards. We should condemn all of the mass shootings, all of the violence and all of the racist rhetoric, all of it. Now, what happens when the police do nothing? I don't blame the cops. I don't. We're seeing it. Black Lives Matter rhetoric, defund the police, targeting cops. It is resulting in police saying, I will not respond. Good. Good for them. I left the city because of it. I don't know what you'd expect these cops to do. Many people have told me, Tim, the cops should risk their lives and their careers to save others, even if it means they'll go to prison for the rest of their lives. And I'm like, no, they shouldn't. That's, ir- that's irrational. That makes no sense. You want to encourage a society that arrests the cops who are doing their job to, to protect people? No. Look, there's a viral video of these cops tasing a dude because he was vaping. That's messed up. Okay, what do we say on Twitter, everybody? Whenever we see a video, remember that you see that cop? He does the pit maneuver and flips the lady's car over. We say it very simply, right to jail. Believe it or not, right to jail. That's the joke, but it's true. The cops, they want to tase this kid because he was vaping. Dude, fire those guys. But these cops, the regular cops who need to be responding to mass shootings, they don't want to respond anymore because they get targeted. When the cops do the good thing, when, they, when they're doing the right thing, doesn't matter. Like the, the cop uh, in, in uh, Minneapolis, the, the wanted fugitive who was armed, jumps into his car and she accidentally shoots him and now she gets to go to prison. There you go. Daily Mail reports, this is the moment cops appear to do nothing amid a drive-by shooting in Atlanta as residents of the wealthy Buckhead area sits a war zone and demand to secede. The video, which was playing on Tucker Carlson tonight, shows people lining up near a dark colored van that is parked on the side of the road when a white car passes by and shots ring out, with one going straight through the dark van, striking one of the passerby and sending people scrambling. A few seconds later, blue lights could be seen reflecting off the windshield of the black van, symbolizing police cars passing by and not supporting at this at this and not stopping at the scene in the wealthy Buckhead neighborhood. Bill White, the CEO and chairman of the Buckhead City Committee, which represents a wealthy Atlanta neighborhood so terrorized by rising crime they want to secede from the city, said he was horrified by the video. He said the police cars were properly marked and had their lights on. They did not stop, he said, but did call an ambulance and rendered help at the scene. The video is horrifying, White said when he showed it to Carlson Monday night. White said his friend who took the video asked police officers afterwards why they didn't chase the suspect and was allegedly told that Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms issued an order not to chase cars around Atlanta because she doesn't want the police getting into accidents. Let him go. Do you guys see what happened with the mass shooting in Austin? It was the, the uh, Austin, was it, uh, what was it, the, the um, statesman, I can't remember the name of the paper, but they said that they weren't going, it, it was a major paper publication. They weren't going to reveal details about the suspect at large because of potential racial animosity or something to that effect. It would just be harmful stereotypes. Dude, the guy just shot people. He's right. We got to find him. That's what we get. The media won't do it. The cops can't do it. The mayor says don't do it. Get out of cities, man. Okay, fine. If you want to stay in a city, I don't have to tell you, man. Your, your, your house is on fire. Eventually, the fire will make it to your, where, where you're sitting. And I can't run in and rescue you. I can warn you the fire is there. They say, it appears the police department itself, that, uh, it, it appears to be the police department itself that introduced the measure. In January 2020, former police chief Erica Shields halted police pursuits altogether, deciding they put people in too much danger after three people were killed in police pursuits in one month. 
In one incident, the AP reported fleeing suspects struck and killed two men who were caretakers for sick and disabled family members. The police department decided to reinstate its pursuit policy this past January, but established new rules for car chases amid a rise in crime, including the death of a jogger who was shot dead in the wealthy Atlanta neighborhood of Buckhead earlier this month. His wife, Ann Worrell, appeared on Fox News on Thursday, where she claimed that Buckhead residents are fleeing the area because of a surge in crime amid calls in Atlanta to defund the police. Quote, over the last 12 to 18 months, it has just gotten worse and worse. And as you talk to other people that we know in the area, we just felt it creeping closer and closer into our neighborhood. So it has been felt by everybody here. The new police chase rules state an officer can only engage in a police pursuit if he or she believes the fleeing suspect has committed or attempted to commit a forcible felony. Those include murder, voluntary manslaughter, involuntary manslaughter, homicide by vehicle, armed robbery, hijacking, aggravated assault, kidnapping and escape. I would I would assume that shooting at people from a vehicle constitutes one of those crimes, at least. Cops aren't responding anymore. I'm not surprised. I don't blame them. They say additionally under the new rules, 11 live reports, no more than three police vehicles are allowed to take part in a pursuit and officers must have a supervisor's approval before pursuing a chase. The police department is now reliant on support from the Georgia State Patrol for these chases. The new regulations went into effect January. I get it. I understand why they, they want that policy. So what do we do? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Do we just recognize then that big cities are too far gone? There's nothing we can do. There's going to be waves of violent crime. The cops can't stop them. It'll only create more chaos and just don't do anything. Reminds me of like the superhero movies, right? The more realistic ones where the superhero causes massive collateral damage, destroying a city. And then they're like, it wasn't worth it. It was a bank robber and you blew up a building or something, you know, like why destroy a building to stop one guy? It wasn't worth it. That's basically what the cops are saying. They're like, look, we know these guys are driving around shooting at people. What are we supposed to do about it? Cause more damage, hurt more people? Fine, I guess. But I wouldn't want to live in a place like that. I'd want the cops to do what they have to do to stop someone driving around shooting people because I don't want to live in a place where people drive around shooting people. Accidents happen. If in the pursuit of stopping violent crime, I recognize that. It's unfortunate. But you, you know who's at fault for that? The drive-by shooter. The guy who drives in his car and shoots and then starts a high-speed chase. Anyone who gets hurt for any reason at that point, it's the fault of the guy who committed the crime. So stop them. This video is crazy, man. YouTube censors video of Uber driver assaulted in his car. So here's what happened. I'll give you the gist of the story. It's an Uber driver, and uh, he was in Morgantown, West Virginia, while waiting for his passengers. He got caught in a street fight between two groups of people. They, they, they opened his door and started beating him. I don't know why. The, uh, the driver said that the police aren't responding anymore. The police were doing their jobs. He says, I wasn't able to sleep for several days, Kang told the Daily Caller. Uber eventually helped pay for the damages to his vehicle, but only after pressure from the media, according to Kang. Kang also said he believes the assault could have been avoided if more police officers were patrolling the scenes of Morgantown. The city is currently having trouble hiring police officers after a reduction in staff. 
And this is the kind of thing that's happening across the country. And it's also happening in North Carolina. Cops stop responding to certain non-emergency calls. They are facing staffing crises. And this is exactly what Black Lives Matter has been calling for. Black Lives Matter has been saying, defund the police, get rid of the cops. We don't want cops. Well, if the cops don't respond to these things, what do we do? I'll tell you what I do. I bought guns. What, what, what could I do? What should I do? What should you do? What should anyone do? Well, if you live in one of these big cities, many of these places don't allow you to have weapons. They will arrest you. The cops will come, the police themselves, and they will arrest you if you defend yourself while they aren't doing their jobs. Now, I can't blame the cops for not responding to calls. Black Lives Matter, the political, the climate. In fact, I expect them to say, I'm not going to respond to calls. But at the same time, I also would demand they stop arresting people who simply need to defend themselves and are exercising their constitutional rights. Now, of course, don't break the law. Okay, if you live in one of these blue states where you're not allowed to defend yourselves, I don't know what to tell you. You need to get out. I did. I was in New Jersey. I was told explicitly that if, if you defend yourself in your own home, you're going to jail. Oh, I know. People say, Tim, New Jersey's castle doctrine. No, it isn't. It's partial castle doctrine. And what that means is you have to affirmative. You, you have to. It's, a, it's, it's called an affirmative defense, meaning that you have after they arrest you and you go to jail, let's say a guy breaks your door down and then he's wielding a gun and you shoot him after they arrest you and charge you with the crime. You can then go to court and justify why you did it. But it's partial. It's castle doctrine. No. You have a duty to retreat from your own home in New Jersey. You have to prove you had no choice but to stay in your home to defend yourself. And they will argue, the prosecutor will say, you could have safely left. What about other people in the home? They could have safely left too. Now, I don't trust New Jersey. I don't. They say, no, no, look, if you have family in there, we'll be lenient. No, they won't. I don't want to hear it. Get out of here. New Jersey is a psychotic state run by a psychopath. Phil Murphy is insane. And insane people keep voting for the people who live there. So what do you do? I guess you'll leave. That's what I did. And it's unfortunate. I hear so many people say, Tim, why don't you stay and fight? Why don't you stay and vote and change the system? It's like, dude, at a certain point, it's too far gone. I don't know. Now, for the rest of this country, we shore up our defenses in the places we go to. You don't go into these new areas and vote for the same trash policies. I didn't vote for these people. I voted against them. I voted Republican straight ticket because I was like, these people are nuts. I need the right to defend myself. But you know what the problem is? In New Jersey, even the Republicans are moderates. They're not, they're not going to be pro-2A. So you got to go somewhere like West Virginia. Well, that story we just saw was from West Virginia. You got to have the right to defend yourself. I look at this story where the, where the crazy racist guy shoots those people, and I'm like, man, they couldn't have seen it coming. It was an ambush. Even if they were armed, I don't know what they could do, but they should be. Stop these crazy people. You got to protect the lives of others. Black Lives Matter doesn't care. It's all racially motivated. If they don't get what they want, it's racist. When, when, when something like this happens, they don't even talk about it. Where's the national press? Where's that story? Far and wide. They don't talk about it. It doesn't make the major national news. It should. Gun control advocates should be all up in arms screaming like, look at this, we need gun control. I mean, we don't, but I'm saying they should at least be saying it, right? Yeah, well, they're not. Some probably will come out because you call them out and say, oh, no, I actually agree. Oh, I think blah, blah, blah. I take a look at Philando Castile. I think that was his name, right? Legally had a gun. But, you know, many argue that he was, he was rocking the guns, right? You know, so the, he gets pulled over. The cop shouldn't have shot him. 
Basically, this guy was in a car with a legal firearm. It becomes an illegal firearm because he had illegal drugs with him. But the cop says, you know, because he's committing a crime. I don't, I don't agree with that law, to be completely honest, but it is the law. So the cop says, you know, show me your ID. The guy informs him that he has a weapon. The cop says, don't pull it out. Then the cop shoots the guy. It happened so quick. It's unfortunate. It shouldn't have happened. That guy wasn't a crazy, you know, uh, murderous felon. He was just a dude driving and he had some weed on him. It shouldn't be a crime. Shouldn't be. It is. And I understand that the guy shouldn't have been shot. I can easily call that out. I was pissed. Where's the NRA? And the NRA dragged their feet and they said, yeah, well, look, the guy had drugs on him. And I'm like, I, you know what, man, look, I don't care. They should advocate for that guy. They should say that should not be grounds for not having open. Don't get me wrong. Being impaired and having open really, really, really bad. So this one's not so cut and dry. I just think we need to be very, very careful about the excuses used to shoot somebody because they were scared he had a gun. In this instance, I get it. Conservatives have made their argument. You don't, people should not be allowed to be impaired and wielding a weapon. That's a fact. So here we are facing this conundrum. No honest press, police quitting. These are the ramifications of, of, of all of this critical race theory and Black Lives Matter stuff. The only thing I can say is, you know, uh, be vigilant, pay attention, be aware of your surroundings. Crime is bad in these big cities. If it were me, I'd leave. I did leave. I went to the middle of nowhere. We got more land, more space for expansion and things are, uh, uh, it's better. So I'll leave it there. Hopefully just us talking about it, you guys sharing videos like this will, will help change minds. And we've, we're already seeing more and more people uh, buying weapons, buying guns, firearms. I hope they get training. Take it seriously. You got to protect yourself. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and I will see you all then. John Stewart is a legend. He is a great man. The Daily Show is fantastic. On The Daily Show, John Stewart gave praise to Project Veritas on more than one occasion. John Stewart was more than just a partisan, though he does have a liberal bias. He was fair. Well, John, John Stewart left The Daily Show, and he's had some appearances every so often. One of the most admirable and notable is his consistent fight for the first responders on 9-11, and he's even praised Donald Trump for Trump's support of many of these individuals, albeit John Stewart is not a big fan of Donald Trump. Well, now, John Stewart is sending shockwaves across the left by coming out on, the Colbert, on Colbert's show, Stephen Colbert's show, saying that lab leak hypothesis is the most likely. And Colbert tries desperately to walk things back, but John Stewart ain't having none of it even getting up from his chair, walking up to the camera and getting his face right in the camera and being like, I've been so alone for so long. Here's what I think. John Stewart caught a time warp. You see, when he left, things were different. Harambe was still alive. We still had some semblance of what left and right meant. And John Stewart left. He quit the show. He was not very much involved in politics, a little bit. And now he doesn't realize, I think much like many of these liberals, how much the mainstream left has changed how much they're broken. John Stewart lays it out very perfectly on, the Col on Colbert's show. You have a novel coronavirus appearing in a city next to an institute for virology that experiments on, cor on novel coronavirus. Come on. Well, John Stewart mocks this. Colbert then tries coming out saying, maybe, maybe the lab's there because of all the bats. Colbert, ain't no bats there. The bats they were doing experiments on came from hundreds of miles away. Of course, the left is outraged. So let's see exactly what they're saying and, and what's going on now with the latest COVID news. My friends, the first article for TimCast.com reports 
Jon Stewart shocks Stephen Colbert in rant about a lab leak being the most rational explanation for COVID. And in case you didn't figure it out, Cassandra Fairbanks, you know her, you love her. She is going to be running the newsroom as editor-in-chief for TimCast.com. We are already talking to many more reporters in the area about bringing them on. It is a bit preliminary. I'll just stress this right now. I know we got news to read. It's the first article. Website still has a bunch of formatting issues. But you know what? You always just got to get started. The new design, the new technology that we're putting behind this that will be developed and launched uh, in the next few weeks, it's coming in the next few weeks, like I said. And for the time being, we're going to start putting out articles and we're going to get the ball rolling. Cassandra writes, Monday evening's episode of Stephen Colbert's A Late Show caused fireworks across social media as his guest, Jon Stewart, mocked people who wrote off the possibility that COVID-19 originated in a Wuhan lab. The episode was Colbert's first time hosting the show before a live studio audience since the start of the pandemic, and everyone in the audience was required to be fully vaccinated. Creepy. The interview began lightheartedly. As Stewart joked about how people did not properly care for themselves during the pandemic, saying, I I am so really happy, and I know we're all vaccinated, and I'm not going to get COVID, but I'm going to get something. These people did not take good care of themselves during the pandemic. And you know what? Jon Stewart calling it like it is. People were sitting in their cubicle apartments, not exercising, not getting sunlight, not taking vitamins, withering away. It's horrifying. The interview took a turn when Colbert asked Stewart for his feelings on the scientific response to COVID. Quote, so I will say this, and I honestly, honestly mean this. I think we owe a great debt of gratitude to science. Science has in many ways helped ease the suffering of this pandemic which was more than likely caused by science. Ooh, spicy. Looking a bit stunned, Colbert asked if he meant there's a chance this was created in a lab. A chance, Stewart asked. Oh my God, there's a novel, novel respiratory coronavirus overtaking Wuhan, China. What do we do? Oh, you know who we could ask? The Wuhan Novel Respiratory Coronavirus Lab. The disease is the same name as the lab. That's just a little too weird. Correction, Mr. Stewart, that's not true. It's the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Now, there may be a specific lab within the building that is the novel coronavirus lab. So I'll give him that much. The, the lab itself, the, the main building where they think it came from, was not specifically that, or at least it's not being reported as that. But maybe he knows more than I do. Stewart went on to mock the alternate theories about how the outbreak began. Uh, a pangolin kissed a turtle, Stewart remarked. Alternatively, he joked, Maybe a blat flew into the cloaca of a turkey and then sneezed into my chili. And now we all have coronavirus. Colbert tried multiple times to take back control of the conversation to no avail. Instead, Stewart went on to offer an analogy. There's been an outbreak of chocolatey goodness near Hershey, Pennsylvania. What do you think happened? I don't know. Maybe a steam shovel made it with a cocoa bean. Or it's the effing chocolate factory, Stewart said. Colbert pushed back on Stewart's take, arguing it could be possible that they have the lab in Wuhan to study the novel coronavirus diseases, because in Wuhan, there are a lot of coronavirus diseases because of the bat population there. Wrong. The bats that were brought into Wuhan were brought in from far away and don't live there. Wrong, Colbert. Stewart continued to mock the official narratives and explanations before Colbert finally interjected, asking, how long have you worked for Senator Ron Johnson? And there it is. Colbert is bad at his job. I'm being nice right now. Stewart is a good guy. Worked for Senator Ron Johnson. Perhaps reality has a right wing bias. 
Yes, remember that famous line from Colbert? Reality has a liberal bias. Maybe when Jon Stewart was around, when Jon Stewart was like, look at the great journalism from Project Veritas, maybe when Jon Stewart was around and poked fun at Barack Obama and Fox and just called it like it was, you might not like his political opinions, but the dude was honest. Not perfect. Not always. Where are we now? Colbert just makes stuff up. Colbert lies. This is not a conspiracy, Stewart insisted. But this is the problem with science. Science is incredible, but they don't know when to stop. And no one is in the room. No one in the room with those cats ever goes, I don't know if we should do that. <laughs> that was an amazing line from Stewart. They're like, curiosity killed the cat. So let's kill 10,000 cats to find out why. Finally, Stewart walked to the edge of the set and spoke directly into the camera. I have been alone so long. And when I realized the laboratory was having the same name, first name and last name of the evil that has been plaguing us, I thought to myself, that's effed up. Stewart did not let up, even after the commercial break, adding, can I say this about scientists? I love them and they do such good work, but they are going to kill us all. The explosive segment immediately went viral with people on the right cheering for Stewart and the left expressing disappointment in some cases and extreme anger in others. They've lost it. And I can tell you why. It's a generational thing. My friends, I'm 35. I'm an old man. I remember watching Colbert when I was like in my late teens in my, and throughout, throughout my 20s. And Colbert was the guy speaking truth to power. Now you have this younger generation raised on garbage rage bait trash. Isn't it funny that John Stewart's, uh, John, John Stewart's uh, opinions often align with mine? Because I grew up watching John Stewart. Many of us who watch Jon Stewart, many commentators, many, many pundits, many YouTubers are, are, have been heavily influenced by Jon Stewart and share many opinions with him. The left changed, man. I didn't leave the left. The left left me. That's the saying, right? Qu uh, here's a quote. Online leftists seem big mad at Jon Stewart for treating the lab leak theory as very plausible. Of course it is on Colbert tonight. They're deeply committed to the conspiracy theory line and notion that thinking, speaking critically about CCP puts Asian Americans in danger. Town Hall's Republican political editor Guy Benson remarked. Meanwhile, leftist Canada Land editor Jonathan Goldsby tweeted, on the first late show back with a full audience, Jon Stewart dives intensely down the COVID lab leak rabbit hole, rebuffing Colbert's repeated efforts to save him from himself. From himself, really? U.S. intelligence, the Secretary of State, officials at NIH, U.S. senators, a president, all crazy conspiracy theorists, spectator contributor Stephen L. Miller wrote, John Stewart, uh, ish, now we have to believe, uh, okay, so S word, now we have to believe the lab leak. Isn't that, isn't that really weird? Kind of horrifying that we've been talking about this for some time. It's been growing in plausibility. We have been threatened with being banned and censored for getting anywhere near this conversation. Oh, now it's mainstream. To be fair, while Jon Stewart can push it mainstream, when you can look over at YouTube at the actual video and see how much people really like the video, because usually on YouTube, conservatives, people on the right and people who hate fake news, they'll downvote fake news like Colbert. This one overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly th thumbs up. But isn't it crazy now? Jon Stewart, they might actually throw him out. They don't know what to do with people like Jon Stewart and Bill Maher. From Vulture, they write, Jon Stewart wants you to stop with the logic and accept his lab leak theory. Maybe Jon Stewart's going get to get a dose of reality on this one. He has been alone for some time. They think that they can bring back Jon Stewart because he's a hero of the left, but the left isn't the left anymore. Jon Stewart was a legit liberal. 
not, not whatever we got in its place, a skin suit being worn by woke lunatics. John Stewart doesn't fit in there. Neither does Bill Maher. Bill Maher came out ragging on college. He was like, I'm not paying for your college. You want you want debt paid off from the government? I'm not going to pay for that. And people on the left say he's right wing. He's far right. He's alt right. Is John Stewart now alt right? Yeah, of course, they're going to say something stupid like that. John Stewart doesn't realize that while he was away, the sides shifted and where he's standing right now makes no sense for who he is. But they want to prop him up because he's some hero of liberals in this country, even though they hate his guts. They completely despise what he stands for and what he believes in. There are some other people. I'm not going to name them. But there are some people who were in prison who didn't realize what the left had become. And they get out and then all of a sudden they're like, wait a minute, what is this? That's right. The left has gone insane. Left, leftists that I knew, hackers, anti-government extremist types that, that, you know, hate the government, pro-FBI right now. Why is Vulture ragging on John Stewart? Well, it's a culture shift. John Stewart is a man of an older generation now. You see how it goes. I'm 35. I joke. I'm, I, I get it. I'm not that old. Um, but I grew up watching John Stewart and Colbert. Colbert changed to fit the mainstream establishment and to adapt to a younger audience, a younger audience that doesn't know the horrors of the Barack Obama administration, doesn't know about the drone killings, the, the increase in war. Wall Street crisis, all these things, financial crisis, spying. They don't think about it. Colbert has to pander to them. John Stewart represents something else. Now, if Stewart remained in public life and, and working and hosting the show, I wonder if a lot of this would have happened because he would he was essentially like a stake in the ground holding the tent, stopping it from flying away. And when he left, so left honesty on, on these shows. All of a sudden now, huge fans of Jon Stewart who supported Occupy Wall Street find themselves wearing MAGA hats. No joke. Why? Well, they believe in the same things that Jon Stewart believes in for the most part. Even Michael Moore uh, clearly articulated why people would be voting for Donald Trump. And now what do we get? Well, the whole thing is just outright silly. Here's uh, uh, David Gorski, MD, PhD. Surgeon and scientist says, well, crap, it appears John Stewart is now all in on the lab leak conspiracy theory. If his appearance on Colbert show was any indication. Someone said, I got the feeling he was being facetious. And Gorski says, I didn't. At least I wasn't sure. That's bad enough. It reminded me of his old Glenn Beck bit, just not funny or clever. I'd like to summarize the John Stewart um, joke because it is basically the bit I did last week. You come to me and tell me there's a there's a virus coming from a block away or like a block or so from a lab that researches viruses. And I'm going to say, I think that's a possibility. If you come to me with only the information that says, here's a virus in this area, I'm not going to immediately assume the biosecurity level four facility is where it leaked from because it's biosecurity level four. But when you find out bats and pangolins weren't even sold at the Wuhan uh, Wuhan wet market, when you're told that the bats were brought in from hundreds of miles away to the lab, when you hear, when you see the emails, that prelim, uh, preliminary uh, in inquiry from Fauci himself seemed to show there was a potential that this was engineered, the evidence starts stacking up for lab leak. I'm not saying I know, I know it's true. I honestly don't. But when you stack all these things up, it's not a conspiracy theory. It's the hypothesis. It's a lab leak hypothesis or lab leak theory or whatever. 
What's the conspiracy, though? Is the conspiracy theory that the Chinese government lied to us? How is that a conspiracy theory? That's a conspiracy fact. We know the Chinese government's lying to us all the time. So what? What's the conspiracy? Why should we believe China? They don't want to take responsibility for this. Of course, across the board, the left, they come in for John Stewart. The Late Show viewers call out John Stewart for peddling harmful lab leak coronavirus theory. That was painful to watch, said one viewer. Brad Johnson says, wow, didn't expect John Stewart borderline meltdown and dangerously misinformed attack on science. I guess we are back. What does that mean? One person says, John Stewart was on my, one of my idols until tonight. He's giving credibility to the Wuhan lab leak conspiracy and spreading dangerous lies. At least Trevor Noah isn't afraid to speak the truth. That's a, a, a funny tweet. Trevor Noah is absolutely afraid to speak the truth. It's why he regurgitates mainstream establishment talking points. John Stewart's the guy who says whatever he wants to say. John Stewart, I'd love to have you on my show. Big fan, by the way. Here we go. This guy, Justin Boyle, says, holy crap, that is some seriously irresponsible fear mongering and misinformation being spewed by John Stewart. It's a shame they aired this. Stephen at home has been pretty responsibly covering COVID, but that changed this interview. I got a question. Are all these people working for China? In one clip, John Lafave, uh, a Twitter user, says, questioning, follow the science, isn't an attack on science, it's defending science. One guy says, F John Stewart, the Daily, sucked show, uh, the, the Daily Show sucked with him on it. Here's one. This guy says, congratulations, but what on earth happened to John Stewart? And no, the name of the lab is not the same as the disease. Stephen is correct that the lab has come to specialize in bat viruses because it's located near the epicenter of SARS, not the reverse. The bat virus came from hundreds of miles away. They built a lab. They brought bats in. Doesn't matter what, why they built it. It doesn't matter if there is SARS there. It matters that the specific virus they found, according to the research we have now, came from bats that are very, very far away. That's why they were saying the whole time maybe it was brought into the wet market. New reporting, I think The Guardian says this, that they weren't even selling bats or pangolins at the wet market. At least no evidence suggests it. Eric Weinstein says, when a scientist says what John Stewart says here, before John Stewart says it, they can be thrown off Twitter or throttled for racism. But when John Stewart says it, it's mainstream. Remember that. Remember this the next time we are told an inconvenient voice is a crank. He goes on to say, Stephen at home is shocked. Shocked. Why? Because maybe it is finally time to reveal that one plus one is two. Men and women are different. And the Wuhan Institute of Virology is the prime suspect rather than a pangolin banging a bat in a wet market. Still too soon? Got it. Too soon. Eva Lavia says, so where does this leave us next time? Will scientists self-censor to avoid scrutiny? Or are more people now awake and will want to have access to all professional opinions? Hopefully the latter. I hope. How amazing would it be if what John Stewart just did smacks people in the face and says, get out of the cult, you weirdo? I hope so. Maybe not. You see, the people I know who were fans of John Stewart are not leftists anymore. This is the amazing thing. I'll say this to John and I'll say this to Bill. John Stewart, Bill Maher, hear me out. Hear me out. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I grew up watching both of your shows. Big fan. The people I grew up with who watched your shows don't vote Democrat anymore. I don't know what you do with that information. Maybe you go and cater to some Republicans, but the Republicans, the conservatives, still very different from my political positions. But we agree on reality. So when you have a left that is taken over by a cult that hates science, but pretends they like science, that supports racism while claiming to oppose racism, what do you do? This is demonic. It is it is truly something evil that will harm people, cause loss of life. What do you do? Now, I don't know if lab leak is real. I'm not saying it is. This is John Stewart coming out and pushing it. I'm saying right now, according to all these different articles, seems to be extremely plausible, seems to be the, the main culprit. But you show me the evidence. I'll believe it for the time being. It's very circumstantial. The best we can do is adjudicate and then decide this is where we land because it's the best we can do. I don't know. I will say I'm not familiar with the name, though. You know, so the Wuhan Institute of Virology, Chinese Academy of Sciences, they may have a lab specifically in it that's called, you know, the, the respiratory lab or whatever. I don't know where he's getting that information. I searched for it. I didn't find any of that. So I don't want to assert, assert that I know for sure. There may be a specific lab inside the Wuhan Institute. I could be wrong about that. John Stewart, however, is not, a, is not a stranger to defending Trump supporters. And this is why I've always liked the man. In 2016, he says that Trump supporters shouldn't be defined by the worst of his rhetoric. John Stewart also defended Donald Trump to a degree when he said that Trump was actually doing a good job for 9-11 first responders. I think John Stewart is a man of principle. And I think that, you know, back in his day, when he was doing his show, it was legitimate. The honest, rational, thought, critical thinkers were standing by him because we understood. Now those people are long gone. I don't know where they are, to be honest. The people I know, the older people, you know, my friend's family, they don't, they don't watch Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah lies all the time. They don't watch Colbert. Colbert lies all the time. Jon Stewart's gone. They don't watch that anymore. They probably watch Tucker Carlson, to be completely honest. I wonder. I wonder how many of you comment. Um, did you used to watch The Daily Show back in the day? I know a lot of conservatives didn't, but they're certainly willing to take any allies they can right now. Man, I miss, the, I miss those days. But... Um, Maybe that's something that we always say every generation, that the, the previous generation was better or whatever. John Stewart's getting on. He quit. Stephen Colbert was not that great. His show was fun, but not that great. And what they did was after John Stewart left, they cookie cutter created a bunch of crap versions of the same trash. It's, 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 a, it's a generation shift. Young people don't know what it was like. They don't know what honesty is. They don't know what integrity is. They were 10 years old. You got people right now who are, who are 13 when John Stewart was doing his show, and they don't know anything about it. Me, I was entering adulthood. I was in my late teens, early 20s watching John Stewart. I was 25 watching uh, John Stewart. Now I'm 35. John Stewart's been gone for a long time. And what? These, these kids who were 14, 15 when he quit, now in their late 20s, they have no idea what he represents. They have no idea what's, what's true. And if they want to fit in, they'll just regurgitate the lies from people like Colbert. It was sad and silly to see Colbert trying to walk things back. It was pathetic. John, you're great. Colbert, not so much. And Trevor Noah and John Oliver and all this trash that was spawned from The Daily Show. It's garbage. John Stewart needs to make a comeback. I wish. I'll leave it there. Make sure you go and check out the article. Link is in the description below. We're going to have a bunch of more articles up at TimCast.com. We've, we've, so far, we've got Cassandra, but we're going to be hiring a bunch more people. 
expanding the newsroom. We're going to be doing real reporting. We're going to be hiring just outright someone who does fact checking. And that'll be their job. And we got plans for how we're going to make this better than anything else. One of the things I want to do is you can see in the article by, by Cassandra, she actually has citations from other outlets. You know, you've got individuals and opinions. I would love to have our fact checker look at this article and then re- and then actually create a list of like, here's all the articles we've seen. You know, here's the bias rating. And here's where we saw that some of these articles were not true and correct. It'll be a difficult job, but I want to do fact checking. I want to call them out. Go to TimCast.com, become a member, share the article. Thanks for hanging out. And I'll see you all at 4 p.m. over at YouTube.com slash TimCast. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.